Hello and welcome to the One Thing Podcast brought to you by the Horton Group. We're at the Horton Group. We specialize in insurance, employee benefits, and risk advisory. And I'm your host, Jason Helford. Uh, we all know this next organization, not only for the wonderful work they do in the communities, but for the fantastic cookies we buy each year. That's right. We've got the Girl Scouts, and I'm excited to introduce a good friend of mine, CEO of Girl Scouts for Greater Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana, Nancy Wright. How you doing, my friend? Oh, fantastic, Jason, because I get to spend the afternoon with you. <laughs> well, good. Well, thank you. You must want something. <laughs> uh, but uh, we appreciate you coming on. And again, we're, we're super excited for this podcast. And I know the audience will be excited to hear more about you and more about the, the Girl Scouts. And, and so, Nancy, in, in 1912, New Mexico and Arizona are admitted as the 47th and 48th states. Fenway Park opens its doors to the Boston Red Sox. Woodrow Wilson is named President of the United States, and the Girl Scouts are founded by Juliet Gordon Lowe. So if she was around today, Nance, what do you think she would say about the Girl Scouts and the progress that has taken place since 1912? First, she would be very proud of the evolution of Girl Scouts and how it continues to morph and change based on what the needs are of the girls. For Julia Gordon-Lowe, it's always been about giving opportunities for girls wherever they see themselves and whatever they want to be and helping them raise their voice uh, so they can speak to people about whatever is important to them, whatever's in their heart, and teaching mm -hmm. them that they can show up as their authentic selves. So she would be really proud because it's a complicated world the, the girls are living in right now, Jason, and so... Um, they're getting challenged in new and different ways. Yeah, I, I, I don't doubt that, and I think we're gonna we're gonna jump in. As you know, I have I have three daughters, and so you know, helping uh, you know trying to do, be the best dad I can for three girls is is tough because I think they are facing a lot of different challenges. Some some new challenges, some that are existing, and you know, I'm very thankful for you know the mission of the Girl Scouts. And, and speaking of of the mission, um, you shared with me, and I and I love this that the mission of the Girl Scouts is as follows is that the girl scouts build girls of courage confidence and character who make the world a better place and i don't know of a better much better mission than that it, it's pretty phenomenal and then you shared in a linkedin post nancy was either last week or the week prior about how uh, the girl scouts are trying to make an impact on ukraine right. because of all that's going on in ukraine and, and the russian conflict and if you can, and maybe not everybody knows about what you're looking to do in Ukraine, but share a little bit about that. I think just as important, in addition to, you know, what other things are the Girl Scouts doing to give back to the community, to make the community a better place? Well, thank you for giving us the opportunity to speak about our work at Ukraine. This has been really important for all of us at the council. We packed 700 backpacks to be sent over to Ukraine, filled with all kinds of wonderful things for the young people. So when they receive them, that they have some essentials, but also some things to bring them joy into their heart. Sure. In addition, uh, we sent over almost 40,000 boxes of Girl Scout cookies <laughs> that are being shipped over for um, people to just share and maybe add again a little bit of joy to their lives. We know sure. those Girl Scout cookies are delicious and they always <laughs> make people smile. But you know, back house. Back to your question about service. Service is one of our pillars, and it's important for us to make the world a better place. 
And you know what's been amazing for me to watch? Is even throughout COVID, and even in these very challenging times, Girl Scouts are finding a way forward. I often hear adults say to me, you know, somebody needs to do something about that in the world. Somebody needs to fix that. And mm -hmm. here are girls sending 700 backpacks to Ukraine. And it's been a remarkable experience, not only uplifting um, the girls that are working on that, but they're working it with their volunteers and adults, which is really a cool multi-generational experience. Sure, sure. I love it. And I love it. I don't know, based on what you just shared, it sounds like it was an idea formed by the Girl Scouts. And I, I, how many times in your job, right, or even being a parent, oh, I wish somebody would just do that. Or, you know, we should just do that. And everybody's like, they look around. And so I think right. what this is teaching people, yes, it's wildly important to give back, right? But it's also, it, you're teaching them initiative and, and leadership. And I think that's a, a pretty cool, a pretty cool thing. And so in addition to the Nancy, the um, support the girls providing to Ukraine, what are some of the other examples of how the girls are helping local communities? Are there any things that, what's like, so what's the one thing or a couple of things that you want people to know that outside of, correct, like the cookies, which are wonderful and people love yeah. them, what else? Well, we have three different types of highest awards in Girl Scouts. There's the bronze, silver, and gold award. And the bronze and silver award are where troops or large groups of girls, they could be service units, which means there's multiple troops that come together and they look around um, their community and say, we need to do this. Mm -hmm. And this may be creating a garden um, in an area where other people can enjoy. It may be doing a different service project that will help them earn their gold, their silver or their bronze award. And it's a team effort. But that's really building that muscle of identifying a problem, thinking through a solution, and then activating. And the highest award is the gold award, and that's an individual award that the girls do, and it's the highest award in Girl Scouting. And I just wanna give you a couple examples of how girls are, again, seeing an issue and making a difference. Yeah. This year, I'll give you a couple examples that one girl noticed that adults were getting scammed, older adults were getting scammed by technology and okay. felt it was important to teach older adults about technology or people asking them for money over the internet, et cetera. She did a whole training for older adults within her community because she had heard about somebody that had lost some money as, a, as an older adult and was scammed. Mm -hmm. We had another girl three years ago, that's one of my favorite, her name is Therese, She's now a uh, engineering student at Purdue. She had a friend that had been sexually assaulted in high school. And as um, tragic as that was, she understood the importance of making something different for the world moving forward. And so she was looking at schools within the state of Illinois. She started looking through, how do I know I'm going to a safe university or college? But there was no data and no ways to find out this is the safety on a college campus. So she created an app. She created an app um, that you can now Google and understand what assaults have happened on campus, um, how, safe is that organ how safe is that campus for um, all people. And sure. she's been working to continue to elevate that in a broader um, format geographic area across the country by wow. working with other organizations to help support that. Wow, I mean, that's a, a huge project. 
Huge project. You know, the unfortunate situation that happened that was some of the, you know, the the motivation for doing it, but she she took that and there was an issue, a huge issue, huge problem, created awareness, right, created more information, solved a huge problem, and now is taking this and expanding. And I think that's, that's pretty cool. And she worked with the Illinois Coalition on Sexual Assault to make this happen. She sought this out, and this was all during COVID, when people mm-hmm. were locked down, she made this project happen. Keep her name handy when you're looking for the next leader yeah. <laughs> within the Girl Scouts. Exactly. I think she, <laughs> she, she's somebody to keep an eye on. And you mentioned, uh, Nancy, I don't mean to smile when I say COVID, it wasn't intentional, but you mentioned COVID and you know, COVID uh, was and continues to be a challenge for, for many reasons. Mm-hmm. And it seems like not a day goes by that a friend or a family member or a coworker shares a story about how their kids are struggling with mental health issues, you know, coming out of the pandemic and a lot of isolation. We've talked about it on this podcast before, you know, kids in a lot of isolation, things are not the same. Is there, how, is there an outlet to get help? And they feel alone. And, and I know I've been seeing this and experienced with, with some of my kids too and our, and our neighbors. And have you been seeing that? Have the Girl Scouts been seeing this or been witness to this? And, and if you have, have you had to change or have you taken the opportunity to change, you know, your programs or, or service delivery? I mean, have, has the Girl Scouts changed or responded to this in a way you, you want the community to know about? Yes, thank you for asking for that. It's such an important topic these days. We actually, Jason, started seeing changes in girls' mental well-being before COVID. So you can imagine what we've seen since COVID. But before COVID, I happened to be out um, on some panels talking to a variety of different adult groups. And I started picking up on a theme of uh, girls' um, self-harm, a very sad story when I went in to talk to a potential donor and was sharing with him some of the work we were doing around girls not feeling good enough. It's the good at not feeling you know, enough, not feeling smart enough, thin enough, bright enough. And it was really eroding their self-esteem. And what I said to this donor, I feel that I'm the CEO for the Girl Scouts, but I really feel like I'm providing CPR for the soul of a girl. Because when I looked at why these girls were um, as as tragic and very tragic of taking their lives, um, you know, the, the worst thing about this is the person that I was speaking of in this particular instance was a girl that was 12 years old, had taken her life. And I thought to myself, when a girl 12 years old is taking her life, mm. what is wrong with this? What, what is she lacking? And there were three things that a girl was missing in her life. It was community, people, an ecosystem that supports her through whether she, whether she succeeds or whether she fails. It was feeling that there wasn't a lot of hope, that they didn't have purpose. And what we know, we just talked about in Girl Scouts, they have this community that is troop or these adults that are helping them, and they have purpose because they go make a difference in somebody's life. And that warms their heart. And then they also have this community that um, helps them build resilience. They fail and then they can be supported through that process. And then COVID hits. They're isolated. They lose their ecosystem. And you know what? So do the parents. When yeah, we're talking with parents and, and asking how their child is being, how their daughter is doing, they will say to me, you know what? I'm barely putting one foot in front of the other. So it's not only the girl, it's the parents that are really struggling. So 
We are really focused on that. We've created a partnership. It started five and a half, six years ago, pre-COVID, with the Lurie Center of Childhood Resilience. And all our staff is trauma-informed trained to support girls through all the different emotional uh, ups and downs and all the complications they're facing in the world. And it has been a gift to us um, to really be able to support not only our girls, but the families and the communities. Yeah, that's uh, it's interesting you, you shared the, the parental aspect. And I was in, a, in the car with my friend the other day, and he has a, a friend who has some, some mental health, I mean, not a friend, excuse me, a child with some mental health challenges. And we were talking about it and asking, how you doing? And, and how's your wife doing? Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know what? Some days we just try to survive. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, and like, really, like, well, it just it kind of hit me. Like, you're just trying to survive, yeah. right? And I think that's why programs like this and your partnership with Lurie's and your trauma trained, I think, I don't even know how you, not that you have to, but how you measure the impact. I think it's like immeasurable. And I mean, it's the impact you're going to have on these girls, you know, it's anecdotally, yes, makes sense. You could see it, you could, you could feel it. But I don't know of anything more important right now than, than that. Yeah, it, you know, it's been uh, interesting because as we've been going through this process, our goal is to prevent, um, you know, tragedy and have a mm-hmm. safe space for girls. And, you know, we had the privilege of speaking at the Illinois um, House um, uh, Safety and Prevention about all the violence that's happening as well as uh, the, all the trauma. And, um, you know, what we said is that when we get talking to parents, is as we went into isolation, they lost their infrastructure, their formal and informal structure. Their houses of worship um, stopped meeting. Mm -hmm. Their schools stopped meeting. And what we became was the sounding board for um, a lot of families. And we found that a lot of people went through changes. They're working remotely. Many people went through divorces or separations. They lost their jobs or they moved, and then when they were trying to support their daughter, if she was having mental health issues, they didn't even know where to go. So we became that link to bring resources to them and to the families on some basic needs oftentimes, as Mm -hmm. well as um, mental wellness. We now have um, a whole approach to not only, you know, you think about Girl Scouts, we always did first aid training and CPR, we now do psychological first aid training because it's such an important aspect of our lives and will be for a long time. Will yeah, it's a long time. It, yeah, it, and I'm glad I applaud you all for doing that. And Addie Goodman from JCC was sharing on here this podcast about a month ago some of the, the, the same narrative that you're sharing. You know, these, these kiddos, boys and girls have lost their community. They lost it. It was gone. And the parents the same way. And so we, we kind of forget about that too. And um, you know, it's interesting. We we work with a lot of agencies, and I'm I always admire the ingenuity and the the creative ways in which they find solutions. Agency nonprofit. What's fascinating to me is we have an agency partner too that now is providing the psychological coaching or help to the police department. And so you go into a home where there's a potential behavior with individual with disabilities or mental health challenges, they will accompany the police officer to help de-escalate. You know, things like that that didn't exist probably, or if they did, I didn't know about them 15 years ago. And I think this, that's why I applaud the nonprofit community for being just thoughtful and mindful and, and solve problem solvers. I mean, you're, you're two girls, the two examples of the girls, you, they, they solve problems, like, we're going to fix this. 
You're gonna <laughs> We're just going to do it. I'm yeah. not going to wait for anybody. Yeah. I got it. And I love it. I love you know, it. Here's, here's one thing I encourage um, all the listeners to do is the girls want to be seen and heard. We all want to be seen and heard. When's the last time you actually sat down and asked a girl, what does it feel like? Or your, or your son or daughter or a youth um, person is what does it feel like to be a, a girl growing up in today's world? And really listen, because I think sometimes we're so far ahead just going one to your, back to your friend who said, I'm just putting one foot in front of the other trying to survive. What if we sat down and listened to what they're facing? Yeah. They're facing a lot right now. Yeah. But here's the, here's the upside, Jason. I listen sometimes to the news and I see what's happening in the world and it can be sometimes pretty discouraging, but all I have to do is get my girl fix and go spend time <laughs> with girls. I love and it. And they are so optimistic. They're brilliant. And they are have this can-do attitude like, you know what? I'm going to fix this. And it love gives it. me hope. gives me hope That's about our future. That's what we need. That's yeah. what we need. And I, I'm sure they'll keep getting that nudge from you, too, because that's how you are. And, I, and I've known you for a while, and I know that you are a very passionate and mission-driven person. I admire the heck out of you for that. Oh, and you. I also know that irregardless of how talented an individual is or driven, there's things that will get in your way. Roadblocks, temporary or permanent. I don't know the answer. But if you look at this, okay, I, Nancy Wright, as CEO of Girl Scouts Chicagoland, Northwest Indiana, got my goals, my objectives, my mission, what's going to get in your way? We need adults. We need adults okay. that want to make a difference in a girl's life. And I will say to you, I just did a keynote about three weeks ago, and I asked people to write down what makes them happy. Write down all the things that make them happy in 30 seconds. And that they love, that they love. And they wrote all these things down. And then I asked them, you know, friends, family, work. Only a quarter of the people in that audience raised their hand about work that they love. I, I, I oh. love my job every single day. And, I, and, we, and in the keynote, I talked about the difference between success and significance. Because of success, you know, our friend Bob said to me, success is you're on this wheel. You're always looking for the mm -hmm. next deal. And, but the next deal doesn't make you happy. It's when you find meaning in your life looking for that significance. And so people are searching for greater meaning coming out of COVID. They had a lot of time mm -hmm. to sit and think and go, what, is my, what am I here for? What do I want to do with my life? Sure. Invest in the girl and change the world. Because when you spend time with a girl, you will be filled up. But you know what? She will learn from you and you will learn from her. And we need volunteers. We need people to invest in the next generation of girls and boys. Sure. So. And so if somebody's looking to volunteer their time or get involved with the Girl Scouts, what would they need to do? They just need to contact us. Call, you know, <laughs> they just need to raise your Simple hand enough. and we will, we will get you involved. And I guarantee you, you will leave with a smile on your face. What are some of the things that volunteers could do to help out? Well, we have all kinds of opportunities. We have opportunities if they want to be a troop leader, which is something people think about all the time, that the traditional troop model. But there are other ways that they can volunteer, too. Um, some people are experts in financial literacy or they like STEM and they have careers. We do okay. all kinds of badges around that, those types of activity, activities. We have a program called Camp CEO where you can come and mentor a girl for several days at camp. And then they have somebody that can 
you know, support them moving forward as they go through all ages and all stages of their life. And, okay. you know, some people say, you know, I want to give it back in communities where there's less access and that I can support those under-resourced communities. And we have lots of opportunities there. We're working on several projects right now within communities that really need, um, young people need, we always say you can't be what you can't see. They need role models. Come be a role okay. model. Well, from your mouths to everybody's ears, um, if you're looking to volunteer for the Girl Scouts, there are numerous ways in which you could do so. So invest in the girls and change the world. I love that. And I hope that we could all invest a little more in our children's future like Nancy does. So Nancy, you've been a wonderful, wonderful guest. I applaud you and thank you for spending some time with us this afternoon. Well, thank you, Jason. You're welcome. Well, until next time, on behalf of the Horton Group, Thank you for joining the One Thing Podcast.